and welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, the podcast where us trash boys and girls get together and talk everything professional wrestling, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but most importantly, hanging up on the good and the bad. Thank you, everyone, for coming back for another episode. We greatly appreciate you. And today, we're going to be focusing on the good. Nothing but positive vibes should mostly be coming from this episode. Today and next week, we're going to be diving into the Wrestling is Trash year-end awards. We love wrestling so much that we did a little segregation here by the two major American companies. Letting them each get their own little spotlight. But then we're also going to be giving you our overall thoughts though of everything at the end. Because we're giving everybody here some love. So today we're going to be diving into the WWE side of things. Welcome back again everyone. I'm your trash boy Nick Anacelli. Here. Ready to talk professional wrestling. Because we had a crazy year in general. Crazy year. But joining me. Is not just your usual trash boy today. We got the <laughs> IWGP United yeah. States Champion. Acknowledge him. Acknowledge me. If you guys didn't watch sometime this this weekend, this past weekend, you guys didn't see I defeated Will Osprey in a grueling false count anywhere match for this fucking beautiful. Goddamn title, nah, bro. You know what it is. It's Lou from the BX, your boy, host of the Everything Podcast. That title obviously was purchased, not earned. We did a whole unboxing video for it. You can catch it on the YouTube channel if that's some, something that you're into. But for right now, Nick and I have decided that trying to wrap up this year and give these companies a report card was too big for one show. So we're splitting the last two shows of the year into these kind of award slash graded company grading shows. And we've decided to stick with WWE and AEW strictly because there's just so much wrestles everywhere. Too much. It's impossible to actually give a full best of the year just to one person it's we we had to split it up there's no other way for us to kind of do this thing um but before we get into that real quick i have a question for nick that's been it's a burning question i've been having for the past couple days and i was hoping it wouldn't come up in conversation until i was able to ask it now but nick what was it like to see that play live in person at that fucking patriots game what the fuck were they thinking all right, bro. So I'll tell you my story. So first <laughs> off, even though the result didn't go my way, second time at Allegiant Stadium, because uh, Rob and I actually went there for SummerSlam, beautiful stadium, and somehow didn't sit around Raider fans that were scummy, which is crazy, right? It's kind of hard oh, to think good. about. And Everyone around this good, good time and everything. Very hard to do. Yeah. First half, Raiders dominated. Very going into halftime. Then even at halftime, I was like, well, it's over. I don't think they're going to win. Like, they're just – Pat's offense isn't like it used to be. Offensive coordinator Matt Patricia needs to go to hell. Just needs to be five anyway to the play. Shut so down. there was about – I can't remember how much time left. But at this point, I'm thinking, yo, it's definitely going to overtime. 
was definitely drinking some uh, brewskis. So, you know, the bladder was full. So I go to my old lady. I'm going to go to the bathroom before overtime. Right? Run to the bathroom. Luckily, there's one right near us. I come out, and they have a giant screen. And they're about to do the last play. Oh, my God. I'll just wait. I'll wait right here. Nothing crazy is going to happen. And then it happens. And I just couldn't. It just... I really don't want to dive into it because I could talk forever. And it's just, I, I just, it just, it doesn't make sense why you would do what you did. Like, first yeah. off, I'm going to argue that touchdown was out of bounds all day. All damn day. You can see the white everywhere. I will die. Yes, I'm a little biased. Obviously, I think anyone would be a little biased towards their team. But you look at all those replays. My man was out. The audience, the crowd all thought he was out and everything. Because the Raider fans weren't making a goddamn noise once they started seeing those replays. And when they said it stood, of course, they went nuts. Which I would have done the same thing as well. That's why you can't be mad at the fans for that one. But you, right. we can all hate the NFL officiating. But I just couldn't believe it. I just literally, like, my jaw dropped because I was like, this is just so dumb. Like, how? Why? Just run out of bounds, run the ball, kneel the ball. Like, okay, I get the whole lateral thing. But not that 20 yards back. Like, what do you No, mean? I don't even get the lateral. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I wasn't watching the game. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you because you were actually there in the building. Because I, 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 I wasn't watching the game. But mm-hmm. I saw the Twitter hubbub. And I'm like, what the fuck? What's happening? Because honestly, I'm, I'm the type of person, like, I'm a fan of a team. I don't really give a shit about any of the other teams like i know mm-hmm. it's kind of like a waste having like the league pass because i just watch my team and i don't really give a shit about watching anybody else so i just kind of red zone is the shit that's that's the greatest shit ever you put the red zone yeah, on and you i love red zone do your stuff and you see oh a touchdown oh a touchdown oh you know you get to see it all but i went back and watched it it's actually funny because i didn't go back and watch it i watched the tiktok of some dude reacting to it i saw it yeah you saw a kid he's like why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? The game is tied. The game is tied. Like, as this dude's, like, breaking tackles and running it back, he's like, the game is tied. The game is tied. The game was tied. <laughs> like, oh, I felt yeah. so bad for that kid. But, yeah, that shit, you know, this, of course, this wrestling is trash, so we just, I just wanted to bring that up because that was uh, probably the most boneheaded, trashiest play I've ever seen in the NFL. It really was. Yeah, hell of a weekend with football. Just two last things. The Colts blowing that, what, 33 to nothing lead, and then Minnesota what wins. A crazy weekend. And then, but one cheap, not cheap plug, but one advice for everyone, whoever wants to, for some reason, if you ever travel into Vegas and you're going to a football game, whether it's see your team or not, I bought my tickets that morning. Game was at one. I bought them at 9 30. I was monitoring tickets since June significant price drop. That's why I ended up sitting where I was sitting because we just got an amazing deal. But also the way that stadium is set, since it's a dome, the seats don't go out. Everything just goes up. So even if you sit in there 400 sections, you can still see like perfectly from there. So that is one of them stadiums. I give them so much credit. Wherever you sit, you're going to have a good seat. But wait till last second because at the end of the day, it's Vegas. Their prices are naturally going to be through the fucking roof. But yeah, yeah, so if anyone ever travels out there, beautiful stadium, you can find cheap, you can definitely get a cheap visit out of that. You just got to wait till the day of to buy tickets from, because then I was noticing, I looked at seven in the morning, so I was up, 
just watching it from seven to like ten, the tickets were just dropping. Like it was like ten dollars every hour they dropped the day of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah it gets closer to the game. Of course, the price is gonna drop. So if you if you yeah. hawk on it, you you're gonna get some cheap shit. Yep. You just gotta I think have that's one that. Thing the NFL, that's one thing the NFL does really well, actually, is uh the way they build their stadiums and the seating. I think it has something to do with the size of the field because when I I've gone to I, I haven't gone in years, but I used to I used to be a Jets fan. <laughs> Oh, uh, long story long story short i used to be a jets and giants fan but um the jets did two things that i'll never forgive them for and that was trading jonathan vilma and um the way they released wayne Corbett after he had three fucking back-to-back concussions um after that happened i just i was done with that team but anyway um i used to go to every jets game live here when they played the dolphins obviously i live in florida yeah um and dude we used to sit in the nosebleeds and Bro, I, you see everything, bro. Yeah, everything. It's nothing is small. You don't need binoculars. It's like not hard to see. You can see everything. So I think that's yeah. some NFL, either the way they build the stadium or the size of the field or something. It's just how many people. I don't know, but it's it's always been good for me. Um, and one last thing about football. Uh, this weekend was a great weekend for football. Mm-hmm. That Dolphins Bills game. That game was fucking bananas. That was almost like a, almost like a, one of those games that they go back in a few years and they look at, because it had it all. It had like the snow, it had the back-to-back scoring, the high-scoring games, great plays everywhere. So, um, you know, the the Bills and the Dolphins have pretty much solidified the fact that they have a good rivalry going. And speaking yeah. of rivals, everyone is here for the wrestles, so we might as well just jump into this card that we have here lined up. And we'll start it off with our rivalry of the year section. So I don't know how you kind of went about this. I just put a couple in there who I thought were had uh, great rivalries this year. And I figured on air I'd make my pick. Um, I have a couple things here that I've already picked, but there's a few here like this one that I just kind of wanted to do after I read it. Um, so for me, I have, I'm just going to name the four that I wrote here. Um, Obviously, Roman Brock, which is kind of stupid because they've been feuding since 2015. Yeah. So I don't don't even know how I have it in here for rivalry of the year, but that's not going to win for me. But I just had to throw it in there because how many times did they wrestle this year? Yeah. Um, I also put Seth and Cody in here. I put Bianca and Bailey in here. And I put the Street Profits and the Usos. (laughs) Um, for meme reasons, because they wrestled like 27 times this year. Yeah, in this year. Uh, In this year. Uh, And honestly, when I look at those choices that I have there, and I try to think back for the whole year, I really feel like, even though for the last two or three months, the Street Profits have kind of not really been on TV as much as they were before, even though now they are, um... I kind of want to go with them, but I kind of also want to show some love to Bianca and Bailey. I really think that in the short time since she's come back, she's been coming out and having strong matches with Bianca, and they've been their rivalry is uh, it's always uh, it's always interesting with the dynamic of um, damage control and the way Bianca has she got her little group. They didn't name themselves, but she had got herself a little group, and now Alexis turned on her, so they kind of like keep adding little layers to the story. So I think I'm going to go with Bianca and 
Bailey, and I'm not gonna go Seth and Cody because they only had the three matches. So, and plus, I don't really think it's over for them. So, that's the only reason I'm not going with that. Okay, okay. So, definitely want to give Bianca and Bailey some credit. Even last, like you said, with Bailey come back, she had a banger of a match last night with Becky. Yeah. I thought that was a really good match they had. Um, Bianca and Becky particularly had a good rivalry this year. Um, just seemed like everything with all three of them this year was kind of like gold. You know what I mean? Okay. Like Becky even kind of low, low key got the dewdrop feud over, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, there were so many, but you know, you said the only three matches, but my rivalry there was Seth and Cody. Right. Um, and I'm giving it to him, I think, because of the storyline aspect. And I definitely agree with you. It's not over. The way they wrote it off, it's not over. What's, you know, they had, what was it? If I remember right, they shook hands in the ring. And then as Cody was walking back, yes. Seth came from behind. Or Seth came back into the arena and took him out. Um, scumbag yeah, shit. Yeah, some, yeah, some real scumbag shit. You know what I mean? And um, bad to me, this was just a... A great rivalry, the way it got delivered, obviously, the whole nine yards. Um, and another reason I kind of want to give it to them is because they kind of – so for me, a lot of people say the end of the year, in a weird way, is the hardest time to watch, watch wrestling because they kind of don't try as hard, which I definitely agree with. But for me, it's always at WWE side of it, at least, always right after Mania for some reason. And they kind of carried that beginning of the summer because then they pick it up again for SummerSlam. And this year, as we said off air, both every wrestling company in general didn't let off the gas at the end of the year, which we'll be diving into at some point, whether it's this show or next show. Um, They carried it at a time where I'm usually like kind of falling off in between that mania, you know, because as we always say, WrestleMania, run it back. The pay-per-view after mania, they always run pretty much mania right back. AKY, it's called now WrestleMania Backlash. I don't but, know why uh, they just can't call it Backlash. Why the fuck you have to like call it, it used WrestleMania to be. Like Backlash? It used to be. Like, just Backlash. Everybody knows it's the Backlash from WrestleMania. It is like a perfect name. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, you don't have to add it, bro. It's so dumb. Yeah. Hopefully that's something Triple H gets rid of. Um, but yeah, I just thought Seth and Cody, just a great rivalry. Honestly, I um, I really, really enjoyed it. They had great storyline, like just everything. Um, the matches, the matches were fantastic. Yeah, and then speaking of fantastic, unless you have anything last second you'd like to add. Nah, man, that's just, again. Shout outs to the Usos and the Street Profits because they had a yeah. hell of a rivalry this year. I really, I only, I, I went with Bianca and Bailey because they've really worked hard and they they've built this storyline and the yep. Usos and. Street Profits thing kind of ended a f- like a few months ago, so that's why I didn't totally go with them. But they, man, yeah, you made fun of how many matches they had, man. But fuck, the the, the matches were all top tier. Yeah, you know, and it's like when in every company you see definitely a lot more in WWE when they just keep running the same shit back. Like as you said before, every pre-show we would do. Here they are again, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We would talk shit. But then on the post show, we'd be like, hey, hey them boys delivered, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, they, so they not only have to continue to face each other on the big stage of the pay-per-views or whatever, they keep having good matches after good matches. It's like, right. yeah, I, for real, you got to give them credit. 
the women in general, I think, had some great rivalries, as you said, this year, too. You know what I mean? The only women's rival rivalry I don't think I really liked was, I'd say, Liv and Ronda. I thought Charlotte and Ronda wasn't that bad. They had that good I quit match at WrestleMania Backlash. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely got to give them all credit where uh, credit's due. I would say. And let's, and let's keep it a buck. Anytime I could talk about Bianca and Bailey together, um, I'm yeah. going to do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then um, now the next one, though, kind of want to take the lead on this one. And it's storyline of the year. And I've already, like I said, I've already started doing my research and everything for next week's show. And both of these were very hard for me because there were so many good ones, I thought. Um, and But... When it came to WWE, like there were some like storyline with Cody, and then even I had Bianca in there and Bailey because Bailey comes back and brings two other women with her. But for me, once I really thought about it, it was obvious my storyline of the year. I had to go with Sammy and the Bloodline. That's literally exactly what I have. Look at that. I'll try to cover everything else up, but that's literally what I have written there. Well, yep. And, it, but Sammy in the bloodline. That's what yep. I wrote there. And do you rem- the one thing I couldn't find, which was shocking, maybe I just didn't try hard. When did it officially like start? Not like him being the honorary oos, like the little plants of Sammy like in there. And it's funny because I feel bad because, <clears throat> you know, I tend to, you know, you guys know, you know, we've been in the group chat forever. I hadn't watched SmackDown there was like months where I didn't watch SmackDown and I barely watched Raw. Um, so this thing kind of built up. The last time I saw Sammy, it was post Jackass WrestleMania shit. Yeah. And after that, I don't know how the hell I really honestly don't remember when it was exactly that he I think he was like fucking with Paul Heyman. Yeah, and he, he was repping the bloodline shirt. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how it happened. I'm actually going to go back because now I want to kind of know how that began. Because honestly, that's what I also picked. So um, that was my storyline of the year. Yeah, they it, just it took over the whole show. Yeah, between like, because you know what it is with every company, there are things I look forward to watching every week. Like on the Raw side, I kind of more the women's stuff because I thought the women had a good time on Raw. And then on, like, AEW, it was more like the MJF stuff, the acclaimed, you know, like, seeing where they would go with their stuff. Right. And then on SmackDown, it's just the Bloodline. You know what I mean? Like, there's been multiple times I'll watch the Bloodline segment, and if I know there's not a part two after 20 minutes, unless I know there's a good match coming, like, I'll turn it off because I saw what yes. I want to saw. Right. And just between the honorary Usher. And then the J, as we said on one of our recent shows, the J and Sammy embrace hug at war games. Yeah. And just like yeet and feeling oozy and just the handshakes and everyone breaking character. Like it was just phenomenal. I felt that's the one thing everyone liked in WWE this year. Yeah. And even even before all that, like before they started making all the the oozies and all that shit, which I, I enjoy. But even before that, just the little things like I brought up on the show before how much like Jay just despised the idea of Sammy being in this group. But he couldn't do anything because Roman was just like allowing him to hang around. He didn't fully embrace him. He just kind (laughs) of let Sammy hang around and kept telling Sammy he needs to do stuff for us. And 
you need, some, you need to get pull your way you need to do some shit you need to go do this you need to you know so he kept trying to prove himself meanwhile jay wants to kill this motherfucker and every time they're in the ring you see him just mean mugging like you know like he's just there and Jimmy's kind of like, nah, man, but Sammy's cool, bro. Like, you just come on, man. It's Sammy. Like, he's he's already embraced him. Like, he loves Sammy. And so it's like all those little things with the dynamic. And then, of course, you have freaking the uh, enforcer over there who shows zero emotion whatsoever. You don't know. And they randomly tagged together. Yeah. Like, he, at first, actually, when he first came out, he was like Sammy's boy. Like mm-hmm. Solo was like Sammy's boy, and then it, Solo just kind of became, nah, okay, I got to back away from that. I'm not reacting to anything. I'm just serious guy. So that can go a lot of different ways. You never know with Paul Heyman. You never know what he's up to. Um, I know this isn't part of the show, but I want. let me ask you now that I think about this. How do you think this is going to end? Um, so... Before I answer that, I have to throw this one thing out there. Still one of my favorite parts of their their this storyline, just and I go straight off acting on this one in delivery, is when Sammy was saying, Well, the tribal chief talking and Jay Uso is like, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief says, and Roman's just like, <laughs> Bro, like yo, but- I so I was watching that and yeah. I had the same reaction that everybody in the crowd did because I had no idea that was coming. I don't think Neither anybody had any idea that was coming. He goes, I don't give a damn what the tribal chiefs say. Well, he's standing, bro, he's standing right there. there. I, had to say, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he didn't say that. No, but yeah, th- now nah, you didn't say it. And Roman's face, he just, Roman has that thing where he like just raises that one eyebrow and kind of starts turning around slowly, like when he's trying to do that dramatic reveal. It, and it's perfect every time. Yeah, that I was, think- that's one of the best things I think uh, that's been on that show yeah. in years. But to answer the question, I think it starts soon. So on the hmm. December 30th episode of SmackDown, it's Cena and KO versus Roman and uh, Sammy. I think right. Sammy's going to take the pin, and that's going to start some tension. And then as it sees, for the ones watching, it seems like we're going KO Roman. So what I think is going to happen is, Ooh, bless you, at one point, hmm. That's where I think the turn's going to happen because then the following month they're in Montreal where Sammy's from oh, for yeah. Chamber. And I think Sammy's going to get that buffer championship match before Mania, whoever Roman fights. We're going to go into that in a further episode as we discussed off air. Nice. Um, and then I think it ends at the tag match at Mania. Okay. And they win. But yeah, that that's what I want at least. That's what I think. What yeah. do you think? Well, the thing is, for me, like, I don't know exactly how they would go about this, but I was talking to my brother about this, and I was like, you know what I think they should do? I think they should have Sammy, because everybody's expecting them to turn on Sammy. It's going to be heartbreaking. They probably mm-hmm. rip his shirt off and kick his ass in the ring, and then maybe Kevin Owens comes out and saves him, and then they team up. They embrace and shit and they hug and cry and they make up or whatever and make out and then they go <laughs> fight the fucking Usos. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are expecting that. But what if, because you know Sammy, before he was with the bloodline he was and before the jackass stuff, he was doing all that conspiracy shit. Like there conspiracy up. and they're trying to do this to me and that to me and whatever. 
So what if Sammy is actually going to be the one to like sabotage the bloodline from like within? Like what if he, I was trying to piece it together in my head, like a scenario, but I couldn't really think of a proper scenario. But like, let's say he ends up costing the Usos, the tag titles against somebody, I don't know, Kevin Owens teams with somebody. I mean, that's probably not the best because you kind of want Sammy to have the belt unless you're trying to throw Sammy at Roman. But what if you just like Sammy's like being his normal jolly self and then you just see like a face change like when he's in the middle of the ring and he causes the Usos to lose the belts and then that kind of like starts him kind of trying to take apart the bloodline. I think they would do something like that only because... And then the reason I say this, the reason I say I want to see that is because I really don't want to see Sammy. It's going to break my heart, bro, like for real. And and I and I want to say that shit like no homo. But man, I love this fucking storyline so much. Like I've never been so invested in like a like a storyline like this before. Um I'm just so happy for Sammy. Did you see that video on Twitter where he's backstage with Jimmy and Jay? Yeah. And he's like, "Are you feeling oozy?" And then fucking Jimmy's like <laughs> he takes his hat off and he starts posing and he's like, oh, he's like, look at how oozy he is. And then he goes to Jay. He goes, Jay, you feel it oozy? He goes, I'm oozy juicy. And they're just back there like bugging like, out and shit. And it's like, you, man, I don't want to see Sammy fucking with you that. You know that. Thing. And I think what makes the storyline even better is there. You could tell they're enjoying it. Yeah. But so I, I like your idea. I would not be mad. But what happened if like they were in the ring? Like say it's at Rumble in Roman and KO fight. Or it's on a SmackDown and like Roman's just like chilling against like the turnbuckle, like posing or whatever, and they're all talking. And Sammy just haluva kicks him out of no, like goes right for the boss. Like I think that'd be cool. I don't know, but I kind of want to. I like your idea though for sure of Sammy doing the turn. Because this whole thing's been unpredictable in a way, as we've said. Yeah, because everyone again, everyone's expecting for him to get like. You know, to see him laid out there with his shirt ripped off and laying all <laughs> fucked up and all red and blotched up because, you know, he got that blotchy ass kid. Everybody's kind of expecting that. So it's like, what if he's actually the mastermind of like breaking the, start, at least starting to break the bloodline apart? And then that kind of leads Cody into coming in and kind of like taking the title. Because mu- as much as I love Sammy, I can't see him beating Roman for the fucking titles, bro. I, I, I don't. I don't see that, bro. Just just as far as when the two of them standing together, uh, Roman is going to beat his ass. I could see it if kind of like a Daniel Bryan in 2014, like if Rock potentially Rock wasn't a thing and if Cody wasn't a thing. Mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because then you have the feel-good story in a way, but I agree with you. Sammy's – it'd be dope, but he's not the one. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, not, he's just, I, don't, I don't see it, bro. Now, as much as I like it, he's just, he's simply not, you know, and uh, just seeing where they go with it. And it's going to be crazy because, like, they're just, eventually the Bloodline's got all these titles and eventually none of them are going to have it. And it's like, Roman's going to go away and then where does Sammy go? And I just, I don't know. I'm just, it's just been dope, like kind of in a fucked up way where it's kind of like most improved I guess we can dive into this one now. It's kind of out of order, but yeah, you could argue he is one of mine for most improved of the year. But I'm, I guess I'll keep going with it. He was, but one of mine 
And it's not because he got better in the ring or whatever. Just finally getting his talent recognized. My most improved of the year. I have to go with Ricochet. Ricochet between even when Vince was around, giving him the IC title. You know what I mean? Had a good run there. They built it up pretty good because he beat beat Shinsuke for the no, he beat Sammy. He beat Sammy right. for the title. Right. So I remember yeah. everyone was like, there's no way they're going to let Johnny Knoxville fight for the IC title. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Ricochet being involved in that. So he kind of got that big spotlight there, helping out Jackass. Then, granted, got his ass beat by Gunther. But I'm at that. But then had these banger of a matches continuously after. Then wins this World Cup. Has an amazing right. match with Santos Escobar. Has another good one with Gunther. Just... You can tell he's even improved on the mic, which I'll give him. Yeah. Maybe it's because he was written too much, you know, but I don't know, man. Like, I just thought Ricochet had a phenomenal 2022 for a guy who especially, he only had that title, I think, what, maybe two months, the IC title? I think, I don't know. I know I kind of cut off the storyline of the year one a little quick, but if you had anything to add before, I just had to no, throw no, Sammy out there because he was, that's who I was torn between. Was the two of them, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, how much more usy can you get? I think we're we're, we're we've usied out on that uh, storyline of the year topic. I am gonna go also also go with Ricochet. I know this is probably kind of like silly that we're, we we kind of like have the same ideals, but really that's why I wanted to do separate shows because I wanted to highlight these things because I feel I'm so happy for that dude, bro. Ricochet is such a talent as far as just in-ring technical talent you know people say it's flippity floppity that shit takes a lot of talent to do bro mm-hmm. to pull it off and to not again we hate the word botch here but for him not to be botching all over the place all the time doing the shit that he does is pretty incredible to me um so the fact that he's been built back up from because where he was at before was <laughs> yeah he yeah. won that title but then they fed him to gunther like and they he just brutalize that man for he's yeah. actually he used to be in the uh mustafa ali position the because mustafa ali's in the position now where he's just getting his ass beat last night it was like he's just getting his ass kicked by the bloodline backstage it's like bro every week somebody's throwing you through something or yeah throwing you on something or is this it's ridiculous but that used to be ricochet mm-hmm. um and he got a minor push before that but then i guess you know vince falls out of love with you for whatever reason fell out of love with him and he just became the punching yeah, back now he's he's like almost a high mid-card player now he's he's out there for the title yeah and uh vince in my opinion he got that initial push when he first made up and whether it's his mic skills or vince doesn't like the flippy stuff come off and then the only spotlight you ever saw ricochet get which makes sense why he was getting was put him in money in the bank because he's gonna do a cool ladder spot yeah and he deserved a lot more than that and yeah like Flippity stuff, all that's cool. I think it's insanely talented. I You can dive into the argument of what is too much, but I don't think he ever does too much. Yeah, he's He's, he's just so athletic. And he, like, you look at a dude like him, and maybe because he's, I think he's still, like, six foot tall, but, like, hey, man, no, no homo. Like, dude's got an eight-pack after yeah. eating, like, a cheeseburger. Like, you know what I mean? And we talk about it, and I'm going to give one of your boys, one of your performers of the year, a shout-out, like, I know they've done it before, but if there's one match I want to see in 2023 with a forbidden door, 
I want to see Ricochet and Will Ospreay again. I know they've done it before, and it's been amazing before. But on like a national TV spotlight, I want to see that so bad. I know people on this show, like if they don't know, if they don't like, again, we're not like experts in uh, New Japan and all those things. But we kind of dabble in all of the shit, GCW and, you know, the Ring of Honor relaunch and, you know, Warrior Wrestling. There's so much wrestling out right now. It's it's a great time to be a fan. But I urge you, if you listen to the show and you keep hearing this name, Osprey, 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 bro, just go to YouTube and type in Will Osprey versus, and then pick one you think looks interesting and just watch for five minutes and you'll understand, bro, this guy is the shit. And I'm going to stop because we're not talking about Will Ospreay on this show. This is a WWE show. Because we could do a whole show on him. Yeah, he's just he's just the bomb. And I just wanted to bring that to people's attention just in case if anybody was curious and they wanted to watch something. But, uh, yeah, I think we both uh, we both hit the nail there with Ricochet. He's he's definitely most improved. I don't really think you can you can go with Sammy. Um, I would kind of maybe throw Chad Gable's name around in there. Yeah. Chad Choosh. Gable is, uh, yeah, he that shit he got that shit over big time, bro. One of my favorite now, things that he did was that video on Twitter with when he was uh, with Braun. Mm-hmm. Him and uh, him and Otis were sitting there in the park or wherever they were sitting, and he cut that promo on Braun Strowman talking about I trained you and I gave you your first match, and then at the end he's just like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> at the end of his little promo, I was like, now, yeah, "That's fucking awesome." He should do more of that. Now sticking to this topic, quick, it's not a category we had, but. I kind of want to give the women some love here because they've all who would you say is your most improved uh, female of the year? And let's remember this for next week, too, so we can add on the AEW side because I think they've had a lot as well. But who would you say is your female one? Most improved women's wrestler. Like you could go with the obvious, I guess, but it's more because of the push she got is Liv, which she did improve a lot. But I was going to say Liv. I was going to say Liv, and uh, I just wanted to think about it a little more because I thought about Nikki, but she hasn't changed. Like, she just changed character. Like, yeah, she just changed character. If it would have been a little longer, I might have thrown her name in there. Um, And Dewdrop, I don't know where my girl's at, but she's off the face of the earth for some reason. Hopefully she's... Oh, actually, didn't she hurt her knee or something like that? Yeah, she has an injury. Um, yeah. Um, so female most improved. I think. I think I might go with. Damn, but it's that she just came back too. I was gonna say Dakota. So she started out a little shaky, and but now she's she's pretty solid. I'm, I'm having a hard time with this one. So what I got, because obviously I want to give my girl Liz some love. Um, but you know who I really want to give it to? The controversial person right now. I want to say Mandy Rose, man. <laughs> she got the bag. Yeah, 500000 Yeah, But no, even like she improved uh, in a sane amount. Like, a lot of the NXT girls, if you really want to dive down there. I just wanted to give some yeah. love to the women, you know. I would say Mandy, but the thing is with Mandy, she's been doing it. For 400 days, like for 400. And I guess we, you know what? I will give it to Mandy. I will give it to Mandy. And not just because, you know, she's in the news or whatever. But you know what? She was on the main roster 
And for whatever reason, they decided to throw her into NXT. And uh, we did a the the year as it stands. I don't remember exactly what we did. Yeah, but we, we kind of did an early year end. You know, where, I think it was our three quarter of the year. Yeah, state of the the wrestles or something like that that we called it. And I actually said Mandy was my female wrestler of the year. Just because she's beating everybody. Like she beat everybody. Say what you want about her. You might not think she's the greatest wrestler. You might not think she's the greatest promo, but she took this new gimmick and she wrote it. She made it her own. She got her toxic attraction shit over. Her entrance is bomb. Like her entrance is bomb. I'm sorry. The big ass wings. And then she yeah. comes on and she just looks all sexy and she just poses with her belt. She just looks left and right. It's so simple. But she's she's just bomb. And Again, she's improved her her in ring. She does like a V trigger and shit now. <laughs> she's over here doing V triggers and tapping people out and 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 uh, I would say Mindy. I would say Mindy. yeah. Shout out to Mindy. So yeah, Mindy. yeah. And then you know, kind of, I wouldn't say it's sticking on the same, but what? Let me ask you, Lou. In this crazy year, twenty twenty two, on the WWE side of the house, what was your shocking moment of the year? So. I, I, at first, when I saw this, I, I could, the first one that sprung into my mind was like the one I kind of want to go with. Um, but I started thinking, well, what's happened this year? <laughs> what, happened <laughs> what, this hasn't, year? what hasn't happened? Holy shit. What's happened this year? Uh, we had so many things transpire this year, just in this company. And um, from debuts to comebacks to people stepping down and, and, drug charges and everything almost anything and everything uh and it's it's i i know this is gonna be kind of like a um comp out answer but i have it as a tie <laughs> i have it as a tie between vincent kennedy mcmahon retiring and cody rhodes debuting at fucking wrestlemania bro because listen and it's not just because, yeah, Cody used to be here and he came back. No, bro. Cody was a fucking vice president of another company that he started. That's on TV. That's basically the competition. It's not really, but it is. They're, they're competing whether anyone says they are or not. He helped build that company. He He's had championships over there. He's recruited people. He has his own fucking like nightmare factory. He had a whole crew of people. He had a TV training. show. He had a reality show with the wrestling. Like they showed backstage shit. And he goes and leaves and goes back to that. That shit is, bro, that's something that'll never happen again. Like that's something that'll never happen again. Like that's a once in a lifetime thing. And then when you talk about Vince. After how many years? 40, 50 years with this company? Longer? Because he's been since his 20s. His dad has had him involved in this shit since he was a teenager. Yeah. So you know that he's in his 70s. You know eventually it's going to happen. But he actually just out of the... And the reason it's like shocking moment is because where does he decide to announce his retirement? This 70-year-old man. Does he have a press conference? Does he have a video on WWE.com? Does he put a thing on Peacock that's like a five-minute goodbye? No. 
He tweets that he's retiring. How did Vince McMahon's tweeting? Like how it couldn't be any more shocking. Yeah. So it's like, I can't, I can't, dude, they're like this. So I can't decide which one is better than the other. I'm taking this because you'll see why I'm going to go with this and stick on those two. So my de- mine is Cody. And the reason being, okay. it was hard for me to make the same decision as you. But I go with this as shocking more because it was talked about longer. It was at the very beginning of the year when Cody released that announcement. Mm-hmm. And then Tony Khan, the owner of the company, sends a tweet. Every podcast is talking about this, right? Then, as you said, the reality TV. And then, does he have a 90 days? Does he not? Then you find out he's competing for AEW, not even on a contract, has a bang of a match with Sammy Guevara. Right. And then is he coming in the Rumble? And then every week on Raw, oh, they're in Jacksonville. It's definitely going to happen here because they're every in Jacksonville. Week. And then everyone just, no. Then Meltzer says he's with AEW. Then he says he signed with WWE. Then he says he's not. And then it just, and then everyone's building up this anticipation that, him and Seth are going to go. But then people are thinking, well, what's the world going to do if Cody Rhodes doesn't come out? And then, you know, then he does come out. And then he comes out and has, like I said, my rivalry of the year. Like, if you would have told me that in t- January 1st, 2022, that Cody Rhodes would be my shocking moment of the year, fighting Seth Rollins and fighting with a torn peck in a hell in a cell match. And the rumors are going around already that he's going to be the cover person of 2K23. And just like you said, like then he's on Stone Cold show and says, yeah, what? it was a pretty easy thing. I knew I was going. And his, I want to be WWE champion. It's the one that got away, which I give that man credit for. You know, my dad didn't get it. My family didn't get it. Vince and Bruce did what they had to do. They flew to Atlanta. He lives in Atlanta, right? He yeah. flew to Atlanta to meet him. And then, like, you just see the behind the scenes and how he says, Bianca's the first person I saw. And Bianca looked at him like he had 10 heads. And then yeah, she had to, she had to, I, man, to be a fly on the wall there, that, that, that shit, man, it would have been incredible. Well, and it's cool because it's someone like her who didn't wrestle with Cody back in the day. So yeah. it's not like he ran into a Dolph Ziggler first, where, well, they're actually boys, I think, but still, where yeah. they dab each other up. And holy shit, you are back. Like, Bianca's like, yo, like, I know yeah, this she guy, watched, she but I know him. Guy, like she, I was watching him as a fan probably at, at the time he was wrestling in WWE. Yeah, exactly. Because just like you hear back in the days with the Monday Night Wars, maybe not to this degree because it's not on same nights, but it's very open. You know, they compete, they watch each other. You know what I mean? Like yep. half half of them are all friends. Like you know what I mean? And that's why I say that's the more shocking, just because of everything that kind of came with it. Right. And that goes around it. And where's it going next? And then all of a sudden, Roman Reigns is having this tremendous run, historic run as champion. And then it's like, well, this guy's going to be the guy to beat Roman. And it's like, bro, like, what the hell? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all, it's all shocking. And that's why I say it's shocking. And then to kind of lean on the Vince thing, I'm hopping in. And the reason why is because this is Vince leaving. And Triple H taking the realms, my pleasant surprise of the year. Oh, nice. Because how many, how many <clears throat> times on this show have we said, um, 
like Vince has got to go. 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 And then all this just happens. And then it's like, I'll never forget. I was at the gym. It was like 11 o'clock on a Friday because SmackDown was that night. And our group chat, now granted, we go on rant sometimes just talking shit, whether it's news. I think our chat went off from 11 o'clock my time. So I'll do everything Eastern time, like 1, 2 o'clock Eastern time until 10 o'clock when SmackDown ended that night. All talking. The good we're all like, yeah, thank him. You know, he did his thing. Thanks, Vince. But I'm like, man, screw your old ass. Get the hell out of here. You know yeah, what I mean? For so, real. We um, had all kinds of varying opinions in that chat from like, respect the man's tenure to fuck this sexual predator to thank you, Vince. Yeah. Fuck you. We had it all. We went through the gamut of emotions on that one. That was fucking And everyone was still great. feels that same way. So the reason why I say it's a pleasant surprise is because... Besides the Cody factor, like until then, WWE didn't do anything like shocking. It was very all obvious. Roman Brock, Roman Brock, or, you know, even as good as it was. All right. We know we're getting Becky and Bianca. We know we're getting Ronda and Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and this is where I praise Tony Khan. He comes over here and is like, yeah, like that's improved. It's improved. We got competition and it's like, it's a surprise because it's different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we were all relieved as wrestling fans. We got a new company, you know, and now some people don't want to buy into either of them, but it's like, it's a refresher. Like every week when I watch Dynamite, it's a refresher. That's how I feel now with Raw and SmackDown. You know what I mean? Because it's just, I don't know, it's just a pleasant surprise. I'm just happy he's gone. You know, Triple H is doing his thing. He's a fan. I don't know. Did you watch that Ariel Hawani? interview with triple h the one-on-one they did some of it i watched the whole thing but i didn't so it's a good one um but he just says like he talks about his health conditions and then stephanie if you remember stephanie was on a leave of absence and he says why because of him and wanted to be with the family and they would just drive into a lake their lake house and they get a call hey do you want to be ceo of the company and do you want to run creative (laughs) (laughs) like yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So for me, it's just a pleasant surprise. Because of that, it made everything in the wrestling industry, in my opinion, refreshing. Um, right. But yeah, so that's mine. That's my little tangent. Uh, I guess, what, so what was your pleasant surprise? What comes to you? Honestly, my present surprise of the year is a little more uh, streamlined, and it's Bianca's title run. I'm pleasantly surprised that they actually have this woman having a nice as well she deserves to have this nice long title run where she's having title defenses she's looking strong in her wins competitive matches but she's looking strong in her wins when she ends up winning these matches and i i like it because we've had you know certain champions stuffed down our throats for all these years and you know you almost groan it it, it sucks for charlotte too because as good as she is whenever she it's like she can't be away enough to satiate those people who are like sick of her because she's been on top so long it's like it's like being a a a knicks fan in the 90s when you have michael jordan going to the finals every fucking year and you're like you have to see this guy every fucking year. It doesn't matter when you see him. You're just like, oh, this fucker. 
<laughs> like Charlotte has that same kind of thing where even, even if she comes back tonight or what's today? Today's Tuesday. So not tonight, but let's say on SmackDown, she comes back. Are you going to pop? You're going to be like, oh, Charlotte's fucking back. Like, I, so seeing them give Bianca the like keys and letting her run with it has been phenomenal. I really, yeah. I really, and honestly, she deserves it, man. I, I hate to be this guy, but I, when I saw her in NXT, I was, she was one of those women that I, when I saw her, I was like, yo, she's green, but this bitch is going to be a fucking mega star when she goes to the main roster. I still feel that way about Nikita Lyons too, but she's kind of falling off with her. Uh, she's not, she doesn't seem to be getting better yeah. in the ring. Uh, so I'm kind of shaky on that, but I'm going to stick to it because I said it on air and I'm going to write it. But when I saw Bianca back in the day, I was like, yo, she's, that's a star, bro. You yeah, she's women built like that who can do the things that she does. Like you don't see that shit. And she's not. natural. And it's, so yeah. She's, we're, she's you know, surprise for the year. Yeah. I mean, she's about to have, cause it's obvious she's going to be champ going into mania. And I think it's going to be against Charlotte. But she's about to be the champion or fighting for the title. Three years in a row. When's the last time you really didn't mind that as a wrestling fan? Yeah. What, Rock? If you want to be honest, maybe Rock and Austin in the 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. But you got these yeah, and even then, it wasn't three years in a row. It was 15, 17, and 19. This yeah, is about to be 37, 38, and 39. Bianca somehow yeah. at the top of the card. Regardless, two nights, you put all those matches on one sheet of paper. She's in that top three spot. Yeah, man. And, and it's like, cool. she deserves that shit. She works her ass off. But you have these goofies, like on Twitter, who are like, oh, we're sick of Bianca. Well, then who do you want, bro? Then who do yeah. you want? You guys want to live? You got live. She really couldn't do much. They booked her into a corner. There wasn't really much that she could do. <laughs> they threw her up against the female Brock Lesnar, bro. Like, there wasn't much that she was going to be able to do. So it's like, well, what do you want, bro? Yeah. And then both those are both all of ours between you want to even throw in Cody, Vince, and Bianca, all pleasant surprises, shocking moments of the year in general. Oh, yeah. Um one thing I guess you can even throw out here as a pleasant surprise is moving into our breakout star of the year. You know, this was another hard one. And the reason I'm going with this man is because of the way it started. And where it's gone now. He was already a star in my eyes. And even the company's eyes. And I'll say why. But my breakout star is Gunther. The oh, reason yeah. I say that is because. And the reason why I say he was he was already a star. Because yes it wasn't a Vince thing. But he was NXT UK champion forever. Like what three years. Like he was a Triple H guy. 680 something fucking days. Bro. Yeah like. And having banger after banger. And then Vince at the time. Still in charge. Said he wasn't big on him because of his body shape. My man goes out and puts in hella work. Looks phenomenal. Comes up. Takes away the entrance. Takes away Walter. And you're like, shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Then, very quickly in my opinion, even with Vince there, overcame Gunther. And then, he's had phenomenal matches. Between Sheamus, the uh, Imperium, and uh, Brawling Brutes to the ricochet ones and just everyone in between and you know now the only one i'm a little skeptical on it seems like they might be building towards him and braun um but yeah gunther's that guy though for gunther's 
I guess what I like about him is you look at certain people, and this is where I throw size in here, and it's because I consider Gunther a big guy, right? Because he is. He's jack dude, you know what I mean? But Yeah, you look at a dude like Ricochet and Seth Rollins. I guess you would say like their body type that you know they're going to have a banger. Someone when you're bigger like Gunther, you don't know. But with him, like he's a guy I can feel can have a good match with a Braun Strowman. And be like, all right, that was a banger. You know what I mean? So the way he's been booked and everything like that, his promos, just without going more, Gunther was just hands down my breakout star of the year. And I don't see, right. you know, maybe hopefully Braun's not the guy to beat him, but I don't think this is an example of he whenever he loses the title, all right, where's Gunther? Like, I think he'll still be around. Like, I see in 2023 him having a world title match. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't, and again, I don't, I don't see, I don't, I hate to shit on Braun Strowman, but like I don't, they shouldn't take the title off of him yet. Like, take it to WrestleMania, bro. Build a proper feud with Gunter and take him to WrestleMania, and then maybe then you know you do the title change at Mania, bro. Let walk. This is the same shit that was like happening with 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 Big E. Like, I know Big E got hurt, but before that, we had that fucking day one pay per view where they added Brock Lesnar at the last minute, and then they decided, yeah, you know what, we're gonna go with Brock. It's like what the fuck? Like yeah. Roman got sick, they took him out, and then they decided to put fucking Brock Lesnar in. And they're like, "Oh well, we're gonna let Brock win." So you kind of derail Big E's thing, and that fucking sucks, man. Because I really would have liked to see Big E at least be able to walk into WrestleMania as champion. Maybe he loses or whatever, but at least give him, let him come in as champion, have his big pyro and big giant screen, and have that moment, man. Because anyway, that's a that's a side rant, but. Um, for me, as far as breakout stars go, um, again, I did want to go with Chad. <clears throat> they want to go with Chad Gable. Um, but I decided to go with another tag team wrestler. And that is Montez Ford. I'm going to oh, go with wow. Montez Ford for breakout star, even though, again, I'm, I keep repeating myself. They've been off TV for like, they just got back, but they've been off for like a month or two. Um, that dude is going to be, and I hate to do angelo dawkins like this because he's also talented he's very good but he's gotten a lot better himself yeah he really has but bro montez ford is a total package like that's that's a dude who could i could completely see him be wwe champion like i buy it i buy it Mm -hmm. he's he can he can change his character i can see him being a heel i can see him being a, a good guy changing his personality a little bit, being a little more serious. Like, I could completely see it. Last night, when he fucking was just standing there squared up, it's like, every time I see this dude, he's bigger and bigger. He's like, he's... Yeah, he put on size this year. Ripped, bro. He's like one of the biggest guys in WWE, like, low-key. Like, he's huge. And he's still, like, flying through the air and jumping over the ropes and doing all types of crazy shit. So, honestly, the magic that he had with the Usos, I feel like he always had a gigantic moment in that match in those matches whether it's you know suicide dives or twisting freaking plunges off the top rope or something um i feel like he always had moments in there even though they lost a lot of those matches but um he really showed out this year so i really wanted to give him breakout star yeah he did man i i think it's a phenomenal answer phenomenal answer um next on the docket I don't see us spending too much time on this, and it's not for a bad reason. It's just an obvious reason. Tag of the year. Hmm. You can argue 
Yeah, what I'll do you do know. here? What do you do here, bro? You you got you got a a tag team who's has both titles and they've been holding both titles for like I don't know the whole year. Yeah, <laughs> they've had the titles the entire year. So you know how can you kind of pick against them? I kind of want to show some love to uh, RK Bro because it seems like RK Bro was like the closest tag team, even though Street Profits they had those matches. But I never really bought that they were gonna beat them. Like mm-hmm. I kind of like knew, like, nah, they're not doing this now. And then the next show would come up, and I'm like, nah. But then the next show would come in, I'd be like, you know what? If they don't do it now, it's never gonna happen. And then they didn't do it. So then after that, I was like, okay, I'm these guys are never beating them. So RK Bro for me felt like, especially because you got the star power of Randy Orton. Um, I felt like, okay, these guys might these guys might be the ones to do it. Like they might actually beat them. So yeah. um, I could give it to them, but man, Randy's been hurt for like six months. You know, shout out Randy Orton. Hope he's okay. Um, But really there's not too many other tag teams <laughs> that you could kind of focus yeah. on with this. So it's, it's gotta be the Usos, right? Yeah. You gotta go Usos. They did have between the storylines they were involved in and the tag matches they had were all great. They were just a dominant tag team, you know, uh, and it's not, I don't want to talk about it cause I don't want to give them their flowers. Cause I think they did have a good year as a tag team, even the random yeah. tag title matches, Smackdown and raw they've been doing. And if they've been good, it's just, you can't sit here and argue who else is really it when they had all the title, they literally held gold all physical calendar year. Yep, you know what I mean. So, not that I don't want to dive into it, but it's just super say, obvious. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's super, super obvious. Yeah, super obvious that it's. I mean, what else can you say about these guys? And they are fantastic. It's not like they're not yeah. good. It's not like this is something where oh they're pushing them because that's their voice. No, they're fucking fantastic. They're not. Yeah, they're the number one PWI tag team for a reason. Like number yeah. one out of five hundred tag teams all over the world. Mm-hmm. That's Amen. a big deal. And then sticking on the obvious topic, then I think we got to dive into our female of the year. And you mentioned it already, so I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for you on here. And I'm gonna let yeah, you get that's your the unanimous. Too, that's the unanimous. It, it's pick. Bianca, Bianca, another one who's had the title since Mania, which she deserves. But even then, just the matches she was having before that with Dewdrop, like every Monday, casually giving her the KOD. Then having, I think every match she was in on a pay per view was good, like because. Was she? She was in the rumble, I think, but just didn't win. Then she was. She won the elimination chamber. Then she beat Becky. Then she did. She run it back with Becky. I think she did. But then they had the one with her best Becky and Oscar, which was a banger of a match. Yeah. And Money in the Bank. I don't know who she faced. I probably should remember that. Oh, no, I don't think she had a match actually. Then she had the other one with Becky. Then you go into your rivalry of the year with Bailey having bangers there. Then the War Games match, like mm-hmm. just everything she does was a hit. Like there wasn't yeah. any card, whether it's even Raw or the pay per views, where it's like, eh, that sucked. Yeah, all these yeah. matches that that we've had on all these pay per views that she's had a match. We we always like, yo, that match was fucking really good. Like, not even yeah. like, oh, the match was cool. Like, no, it was good. Like, good fucking match. Um, she's uh, heads and tails. The, 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 I mean, they, they, there's, it's not even close. Like, you can't even, there's no other woman that you could even comes close to what she's done this year. You know, maybe Bailey, but Bailey's behind her because she ain't beat her yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Becky's been out for too long. Sasha's God knows where. Charlotte's God knows where. So um, no one else really picked up the slack on the roster besides Bianca. She took her championship and she fucking, she rode that wave. Yep. And like we were saying earlier, what I like is, because I remember some of the topics we talked about last year. Um, We both, I know particular, both gave it to Bianca. And last year we just did it as a wrestling whole. You know what I mean? And so for two years, and as we just said earlier, she's about to be in her third, you know, women's, even if it's not ending the show, she's the main event on the women's side for WrestleMania again, and no one's mad. Yeah, I mean, like, you're doing things right. You're putting on banger of a matches. You're a great person. You make your own ring gear. You know what I mean? Like, everyone loves you and your husband, like, as a couple, but not just as a couple. Like, you know what I mean? Just you don't miss. Like, there is a human being, like, don't miss. You could say the same thing about Montez, except he just doesn't win as much. I want to look up after this her win-loss record this year. It's it's probably in the single digits, her losses, probably. Yeah. She literally, I I know, because they lost that. They lost that one at Clash of the Castle, that six-woman tag, but she didn't. I think she even took the pin. I think, I think actually Bailey Pinder, but yeah, like, could sit here forever about it. Um, Now, I'm going to ask you this first. Male Performer of the Year. To me, this was easy. I want to know your thoughts. Who, who'd you go with? Who Maybe torn between? So, like I said in the beginning of the show, uh, this is one of those categories where I put six names in that I could think of. And I am going to pick from this list, like, right after I read them. So... For male performer of the year, I have listed Matt Riddle, Chad Gable, obviously Roman Reigns, obviously Brock Lesnar, Montez Ford, and Seth Rollins. Now, looking at that list, you know, I put Matt Riddle there because he, that dude, I loved him when he was in NXT. And I thought that he was going to, like, slow down a little bit when he joined the main roster. That motherfucker did not slow down. He still does all the crazy shit that he used to do fucking in NXT. And it it's awesome. He's still barefoot. I don't know how the fuck somebody wrestles barefoot. Speedball Mike Bailey is another one who wrestles barefoot. I don't know how they do that shit. Um, but Matt Riddle's phenomenal. Every match that he has, you could tell he's he's he never phones it in. He's always giving, like, a thousand percent in his matches. Chad Gable, again, this is like the what's this like the sixth time I've said Chad Gable on this fucking show. Chad Gable's the bomb. And he should be used more. Um, but everything that he's done this year, as far as Alpha Academy and even some singles matches that he's had, has been really, really top-notch. So he's here more just because kind of like I wanted to put him in here and recognize him a little bit. Um, Roman Reigns, obviously, he's yeah, gonna be top. there. Brock Lesnar, obviously, is gonna be there. Montez, again, I just sang his praises. But you know what? At the end of the day, um, Seth Rollins has been like the MVP of uh, WWE this year. The dude has had matches. He's had matches with everybody. He beefed with Riddle. He beefed with fucking Edge. He beefed with Roman. He beefed with, He teamed up with KO for a while there. Everything that he's involved with is high level. And all his matches are very well plotted out, and the finishes are always good. Um, they always hit. 
his curb stomp always looks good when he hits that shit to set up to that because it's kind of hard to set that curb stomp up every time to mm-hmm. to pull that shit off. Um, and I just feel like he's evolved his character too from where it was like kind of getting a little annoying to like he was kind of like the Joker and shit for a while there with all the weird colors and all the shit he was wearing. Um, and then the visionary thing to where now he's kind of like he's he's no because I, I, I used to feel like he was acting before. Now I just kind of feel like, OK, this, that's that's just him now. He's now he's mm-hmm. just fucking, he's just himself, dude. Um, so I think as far as that promo and presentation and in ring work, I, I, I would have to give it to Seth Rollins. Yeah, man, that's mine. Everything he did, just like Bianca, like didn't miss. You know what I mean? Like he just didn't miss. Like even little things, like he was in Money in the Bank match and guy who's already won it. And some have, you can argue, the best cash in in WWE history. Like you still pulled for him and people thought he was going to win. And then he does, he wears the shield gear to the ring to fight (laughs) Roman at the Rumble. And then. You know, like just the wacky outfits, the matches with Cody, Riddle, like everywhere he went, he was another one. This is probably going to be match of the night. And then we argue it probably was our match of the night at some points. And yeah, he just, just my man just didn't miss. You know what I mean? Like he just put on banger after banger after banger and just kind of, he carried in a way the company when there was no title on. You know what I mean? And then... Wins the U.S. title, even though you, I argue Bobby was the one who definitely made it relevant again. But then yeah. he ends up winning mm-hmm. that. And like just the way him and Bobby, I will say, both treated it, treated it like this is what you want. You know? So, yeah, it's just Seth just deserves it. He had a phenomenal year, you know, and I, I don't think he's going to slow down any bit. Um, just everything, you know, between... And then having a newborn, like you can even throw in the personal life on there, carrying yeah. a baby with him on the road and like still at every house show. And, you yeah. know, I don't know. And just, yeah. And just his entrance, the crowd so into him with the, oh, oh yeah. He, and he the- super got that shit over. Like, so like he, he pushed to get that goddamn singing shit over <coughs> with the crowd. And they just, once they bought into that shit, that's it. Now it's just like, last night it was super obnoxious with that shit. It was so loud. I was like, my God. It, it, it's and yeah. it's fun. Like that's that's just that shit's fun when you hear it. I almost want to do that shit at the yeah, so. Oh, I'd be doing it during his entrances. His entrances, <laughs> I'd be getting into it. I get into shows oh, yeah. when I watch them. I'm a nerd in that oh, aspect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's definitely kind of crazy. How both of our last three, you'd say, would be unanimous. Um, one thing we have to jump back to, but I'm not mad that I kind of skipped it because it's gonna have to go with what we're gonna finish the show with, but. WWE had some great, well, we keep saying pay-per-view, but we've got to bring them back to reality with the please. And for me, this was hard. This, yeah, this was hard for me because Mania was good this year. Yeah. One of the ones that randomly was good, but I thought Crown Jewel was good. Yeah, Backlash was good. I thought. Yeah, Backlash Backlash was good good and everything, but I don't know if I'm just going with this because... Four out of five matches delivered, or maybe because it's just so recent. But I still think War Games takes show of the year for me on the WWE side. The men's and women's match was phenomenal. 
you know, hey, who is it? Ronda and Shotzi. Looking at my notes, bro. You got to stop looking at my ah, notes, bro. Yeah. You Ronda and Shotzi. We, we, we knew the expectations going into it. Then even like the, like Finn and AJ, just a great match. And then what was the other one? There was Finn, AJ. Um, then they had the men's war game match. Yeah. And then, oh, and then the triple threat for the U.S. title. Rollins, yeah. Theory, and Lashley, you know? Yep. And Theory won, which I think you predicted Theory winning. But yeah. still, to me, it was a shocker. You know what I mean? And maybe because my boy was there, too. He was texting me thoughts and I'm like, man, this crowd's nuts. This crowd's nuts. You know what I mean? And then as we talked about the storyline, but yeah. For me, it was War Games that easily their show of the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I, I don't. And again, you see, you hit it. You, 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 you kind of echo my sentiments that I had myself. I was like, "Am I putting this here?" Because we just, I feel like I just watched this, or was it good? But I don't think so, man. Because we just watched Clash at the Castle, and while that was good, you kind of know what those Clash at the Castle shows, mm-hmm. Clash at the Castle shows that nothing big is really gonna like. You're not going to get a big title change. You're not going to get, you know, too many big things. You're going to get a good show. You're going to get an entertaining show, but it's not going to really be a game changer. So um, I enjoyed that show. Again, enjoyed Backlash Night 1 and 2 of WrestleMania. Royal Rumble this year was not great. Uh, it sucked. Um, yeah, it wasn't great. Um, besides the the match with Roman and, uh, and Seth. Um, but yeah, bro, Hell in a Cell War Games was fucking great. The women's match, the women's War Games was fucking awesome. The men's war game match I enjoyed very much. Um, and then you get that embrace at the end to kind of pull the whole angle together. The matches in between were all good. Again, Ronda and, and you know, the Ronda match. I but we knew. We knew. It, yeah. And we kind of called it was going to it was going to have issues. And, and again, it wasn't <laughs> terrible, but it was not up to par with the rest of the show. But I still think that that show is the best show they put on this year. And I, I really don't see any competition. So WrestleMania is great, but my God, is that shit long? <laughs> it's so yeah. long. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then um, it's funny because you mentioned you know those Clash to the Castles. In my my opinion, if Drew would have beaten Roman at Clash to the Castle, I think that would have been Show of the Year. Um, yeah. But my match of the year, there was a few man. I had Seth and Cody in the Hell in a Cell match. Yep. Because of the storytelling and the injury. Then the men's war game match, you could argue. And then you had Bianca and ba- uh, Bianca and Bailey's matches in there. You had Bianca and Becky's matches in there. Um, you could argue just maybe at entertainment value. Potentially Brock and Roman at SummerSlam. Just at the tractor spot and oh, all yeah. the craziness there. Um, Shit, I even some laugh. about that match. Yeah, some laugh. You can throw Roman and Logan Paul in there between all the craziness they did. But for me, at the end of the day, Sheamus and Gunther. Okay. That That yeah. is my match of the year. That's the match I've gone back and watched the most. Sheamus yeah. getting some flowers there, just hard-hitting match. And it was one of those matches, because we had some matches this year that we got hyped for that didn't deliver. Like, in my opinion, Edge and AJ didn't deliver. You know, if that would have delivered, yeah. I think that could yeah, yeah, It yeah. wasn't a terrible match. But it didn't, yeah. I'll be honest, it didn't live up to me, the fan, dream match standard. Right. This was one we all looked forward to, and it fucking delivered. Yeah. Um, so this was just I, a phenomenal match, bang after bang, as we've said a lot on this podcast this year. Yeah, that's our shit. That's our shit. Um, I remember our group chat when this match was happening. And before it came, before it happened, because we obviously, we all watched uh, 
Walter and Ila Dragunov have those fucking wars. You can't even call them matches, bro. Those were wars that they had. Yeah. Those matches are... If you if you're ever curious and you're like, damn, I wonder what's like a really hard hitting match that I could go, you go watch that. Go on Peacock and go watch those two matches. Those were fucking brutal. Um, especially that first one, because it's like no crowd. So you're hearing every slap, every yeah. slap on the mat, every everything. But um yeah, we were super hyped for this match. And um, I kind of wanted to temper expectations a little bit because I was like, Yeah, it's main roster, it's probably not gonna be Mm-hmm. But we expect nah. It was it was even more. It was even better than what I was expecting. Um, so I have a couple things written here. So and again, this is probably blasphemy as far as wrestling goes. But I have on here. This is not my match of the year, but I have I had four matches on here. Sammy and Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania is not Natty. Not Natty. I know it's blasphemy. It's it's not a technical wrestling five star or whatever, but god damn it, I still think about that hand spot all the fucking time. I think about that hand spot like almost every like almost daily. I think about that shit. I just think about it and I laugh. Um, that match was you want to talk Sammy about entertainment? Sammy says that's the highlight of his career. He said on the Stone shit. Cold show. Yeah, it's it's just so you have no fantastic. you have no wrong way of feeling that way. Yeah, it was it was fantastic, man. Um, this is a match we just talked about. Also, Rollins versus Reigns at the Royal Rumble. That match was fucking fantastic. Um, the ending was a little bit wonky with fucking Charles Robinson holding up Seth's dead arm and then it falling on the rope and shit. It kind of looked like he put his arm on the rope when we first when we were watching it live. I remember I was like, "What the fuck just happened? This guy just put his hand on the rope. What is this bullshit?" Um, but when yeah. you rewatch it, you see that his hand just fell and he grabbed the rope. So I see what they were trying to do there, but it was a little confusing. But a great spot in that match is when, because um, what happens is, if anyone didn't see it, he uh, Roman puts him in the guillotine. He passes out. Charles Robinson put his hands on the rope. Um, and then Charles Robinson tells him, no, he's got the rope. you got to break the hold. And he won't break the hold. Charles Robinson calls the match a DQ. So he's sitting there yelling at Roman like, uh, he's saying, um, uh, let him go, let him go, let him go. And he goes, just let it go, Roman. And Roman goes, he won't allow me to let it go. He won't allow me to let it. And it's like, man, what great storytelling, bro. Because he did come out yeah. in the Shield uniform with the Shield song and all that, playing mind games. So that that really is the highlight of the year for me. Gunther Sheamus, you already went in on that. That's, it's probably neck and neck with my winner but i had to go with uh, cody and seth rollins bro that cody and seth rollins telling yep. the match, bro when cody took that jacket off <laughs> and i saw his arm and his shoulder how's that i just listen bro it, i don't even think it's up for debate bro the the fact that he the fact that his shoulder and his muscles were holding on by a thread and he went out there and he had that kind of match it's just you i have to give it to them because they it's it's it takes a very high wrestling iq to pull that shit off safely like for them to he's already fucked up <laughs> that ain't makeup that yeah. that's some real shit so for them to like not cause more damage or to you know do a really bad spot where something happens and it's in a hell in a cell it wasn't even a regular match like they they decided to go inside hell in a cell 
Like that, that's nuts, bro. And then um, all the criticism Seth gets for injuring people, you know, between yeah. Thing and Finn just uh, in that short time period. Right. And for him to just, him and Cody to carry that match together and for it to be so good, it's just, that's my, that's my match of the year for, you know, I kind of thought about maybe the debut match, but. Nah, you got to give it to that. The debut match was good. Yeah. And I think it's more about the debut that kind of gets me nostalgic and shit. But that last match that they had was just the match itself was fantastic, dude. It really was. So I, I gotta give that one my that's my match of the year for WWE. Yeah, I think overall, I guess um, you know, just kind of the overall side of it, WWE I think had a phenomenal year, in my opinion. Yeah. I think they did compared to years past. Um you know, especially the past, what, I'd say their last real good year was maybe you could argue 2019 just because Kofi, Kofi winning the title and right. just the new Daniel Bryan and then Seth's reign, <laughs> but then they ruined Kofi. We can get into a whole episode about that with Brock. And then the rise of NXT with that Survivor Series, you could argue like 2019 was good. But yeah. I can't think of the last banger of a year they had like this year. Yeah, this year, and especially because it's been like, I mean, I know WrestleMania was still Vince's baby and all that, but he stepped away, and they could have taken a bit of a downturn, and really, they've turned it up. All the pay-per-views that they've had after that. I think, what was that one that was, um, it was like, we were talking about it, and it was like, this pay-per-view is like, not going to probably be great, but the next one is, because this one's already like plotted out. Was it like? Um, I think it was WrestleMania Backlash. I might have been. I'm trying to remember. It might have been that one. Um, yeah. It was one of those pay-per-views that was like, well, he stepped away, but this is still like, once they get this Oh, SummerSlam. Away, SummerSlam. It was SummerSlam. I thought it might have been SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. it was. Because that was like bad. two weeks before SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't even bad. It just, you know, it still had the, the markings of it. Yeah. So you got to think. That's like maybe like the halfway point of the year. So from there to now all the things that they've done, all the names they've brought back, all the matches that they've put together, um, they really turned it up a notch. And yeah, I haven't really been enjoying their television too much lately, um, but their pay-per-views, their, their, their premium live events, mm. uh, they've been fantastic, bro. And, and we sit here every time and we're like, yeah, you know, it's probably going to be good. And then we watch it and we're like, oh, shit. Yo, that was really good. Like, not just kind of good. So, yeah, two big things I want to give them credit for this year. One was now not everyone was crazy about the delivery, which is fine, but the return of Bray Wyatt just with all those QR mm. codes and how motherfuckers were digging and digging and digging and digging. Now, granted, a lot of that probably came from his creative mind. But another big thing I want to give them credit for, because it's a huge risk, is their celebrity involvement in matches. Mm. And they all, if you really think about it, please correct me where I'm wrong, but any match that a celebrity was in was good. Like, even Bad Bunny came in the Rumble, had a good spot. He took an F5 from Brock. Yeah. Then I thought both of, now obviously I'm biased here, but both of Pat McAfee's matches were good. Oh, yeah. Right? We're talking about Johnny Knoxville's match. Mm -hmm. I thought all three of Logan Paul's matches were good. 
Yeah, you can't you really know, count I, Daniel Cormier because he didn't really like do anything. He was kind of like a ref. I thought he was gonna like punch somebody. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. They didn't like do that, which is fine because it didn't really affect the match. But other than that, man, any kind of celebrity that they've had involved in this has been say what you want about Logan Paul, bro. I know he's a YouTuber and he's annoying, but man, that he dude can go. Can whoa, bro. He can go, and it's whether or not he ever does it again with his injuries. I don't know, but. He went out there and he delivered, bro. He delivered. Uh, Bad Bunny delivered. Uh, Bad Bunny was doing things he had no business doing, bro. That dude is worth so much money. I'm sure his PR people were shitting their pants every time they saw him jumping over the top rope to do some wild shit. But he had no business doing that shit, but he did anyway. He did it very well. Um, He did a Canadian Destroyer, bro. (laughs) Fucking Bad Bunny. Um. So that's crazy. Yeah, I, I definitely give them props for that, man. They 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 get these people involved, and it's not just like, you know, yeah, they're here, they're they're showing their face or whatever. No, these they're wrestling now. Like celebrities are in there getting in the ring yeah. and they're doing it well. And the thing with Logan Paul kind of finishing that because like the kid can go, like we said, I'm all in the first one. I am not crazy about that dude outside the ring. Sometimes says dumb things. The way he presents himself can be very douchey, but. He's a heel to the outside world. You just got to make yeah. that kid a heel on TV. You know what I mean? And yeah. I get it why you got to be a face against the Miz and you got to be the face against Roman. But it's like, I don't know. We'll see where they go with him. And then, you know, and Pat, like I said, that's my boy. So I'm obviously going to be a little uh, one-sided on that one. But yeah, Pat, yeah just Pat, all the stuff. Like, they That's like three for three, huh? He had that fucking bomb-ass NXT match. Yeah, uh, he had a bomb ass match. I mean, he did what he could with Vince afterwards, but um, the Austin Theory match was really good. Did and he the two one for with two? Corbin. Did he have three matches or two matches? I'm missing a match. So this oh, year he had, he had two. Yeah, and Corbin. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think out of the three of them, that was his like worst match, but it was still good, like for what he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he even said it on his show that. I didn't prepare like I was supposed to. He's like, I was anticipating them having the fancy turnbuckles so I could do that swanton bambini off of that. He's like, I wasn't prepared to wrestle outside in humidity. And it was still like good, but the one with theory I thought was phenomenal. You know what I mean? Just the stupid shit with drinking beers with Stone Cold after and him drinking beer pretending to be knocked out. And his commentary. It's lip to the side, like sipping a beer on the outside apron. That's a classic. Yeah, I actually just... really missed that dude because it's funny because I again I, I went back and I watched um because I kind of forgot about that Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins match and it's on YouTube. The whole match is on YouTube. So I just went on there real quick. I was watching it and I was it was uh McAfee was you know doing his thing and I'm like I fucking miss that dude, bro. Like I really do. Like I miss his his commentary. Yeah, he... yeah, cause I think he's good and he he doesn't know anything going on, he likes the natural surprise and Michael Cole was actually on his show a couple weeks ago because they yeah. became boys now from. And Cole said that to him is that because he told the whole story of the whole why he left. And I guess Pat found out when they were at Clash of the Castle. And he was like, hey, I got to talk to you. And Cole's like, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. But Cole was like, we're hoping to get you back end of January because I think nice. he's going to be a surprise entrance. That's what I want. Oh, oh but, shit, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, because college game day is over by then. So I think he's going to come back. Like, I don't think that was him cutting off his contract. But um, we'll see. But 
yeah, he just he said that, and then what well, there was the other thing he did too, though, that we were talking about. I guess yeah, I definitely think he'll come back. He'll go. I think it'll be a good surprise. You know what I mean? And I think he revitalized Michael Cole in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it's funny because it, it's like I know that he's on he's, he's primarily primarily on SmackDown, <clears throat> but again, I was rewatching this match and listening to it. I was like, man, he's like getting me excited. He's getting me involved in the match emotionally, and I and I was like, oh, I know why I'm really enjoying this. It's because I hate this new dude on Raw so much now. Yeah, so I tried giving him a shot, dude. Bro, he's terrible. You know, and you know what I realized what it is about him. I don't like. He doesn't call the matches. He's not calling. If you listen, he's not calling the match at all. No. He's just like, oh, yeah, Rollins. He starts telling all these stories and all this bullshit. And then he'll say some things like, oh, Rollins with the offense. But he's not calling any moves. And then you hear Corey Graves like do his color shit. And then he's also trying to throw in like follow, like going along with the match when this dude is just quiet. And it's like, oh, this guy, I, this is why I don't like him. And it's crazy because we sit here and say we praise SmackDown more because, one, they got the bloodline, but Wade Barrett's good at commentary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if you really think about it on paper, Raw should be, and the commentary is what's killing them. It's a thousand times better, Raw, if you want to keep it a buck because you got Rollins, you got Lashley, you got all the women there. Like the Usos do show up on Raw a decent amount, I'd like to say. They're on there at least once, twice a month. You know what I mean? And like, like I said, between the women, they have more of the tag teams there. And all of that. So, yeah, he's just, it's kind of like in 20, what was it, 2019, when they had Dio Madden or Mace Masse, now his name is. And he was uh, good. yeah, him, it was him, Jerry Lawler, and uh, I think it's actually, who was the other one? With, oh, it's the guy who's doing NXT now with Booker T. That's actually not that bad. He's gotten better, yeah. but they were not that, that Vic, good in the Vic, Vic Joseph, I think. Vic Joseph, yeah. yes, Vic Joseph. And they weren't that good. So it is kind of crazy how long, not crazy, yeah, it's kind of obvious. I'll like this, oh. bro. Take, take Booker T out of NXT, put him back on fucking Raw, and give me, I don't know, bring Wade Barrett and Booker T to Monday Night Raw, bro. Wade Barrett should not be on NXT. Wade Barrett should be on Raw commentary. Like, he's very good. And like you, Which I think would... Him. You're wasting him on NXT. Now, now, the thing you could ask is, because they even said it when they announced the new announcers... They put Pat McAfee in there. So yeah. I don't see him coming back to a three-man team. Personally, I don't think him, Barrett, and Cole should be at the... I think it should be just McAfee and Cole. Yeah. So do you bring Barrett to Rock? Because they're not going to just get rid of Barrett. Yeah. You know, yeah, and he, but I think he, they want to definitely go to Rock. I hate to say and they I, need to get rid of anybody, but they need to get rid of that dude on fucking Raw, bro. They put Wade Barrett on Raw and get rid of this dude. So, but now say you do Wade Barrett and Corey Graves. Does Corey Graves be like the play-by-play? Yeah, they could do Wade Barrett and Corey Graves. I think that'll work well. I think that would work well. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. Let's get some women curious. in there, bro. Let's get some women doing commentary, bro. Renee yeah, Patrick is not the only one who could do that shit. I'm sure there's plenty of women who there you, who could do that shit. Would you give like Kathy Kelly a shot? Or Kayla Braxton? Let's see what she can yeah. do, bro. Let's see. What I think do. Kayla would there. be good. I think Where's Kayla Beth would Phoenix? be good on Smack. Beth Phoenix I think she willingly, she, yeah, she willingly stepped away. I think she wanted to be more of a mom. She said, "Yeah, I mean, I don't think she wants to do all that traveling with Raw and SmackDown, but she would be fucking awesome at that." Cause she, yeah, because she came off once Edge came back. 
Yeah. That was the thing. That's what I noticed. Once Edge was around more. But um I guess we kind of went off topic. But the one question I want to ask you, and if I forget next week, please remind me. So I know we said we're going to grade everything next week, like overall how we grade right. each company. So I don't want to jump spoilers. But and speaking just WWE, I want to say one, but if it's a couple, obviously it's fine. What's the big thing you want to see from this company in 2023? Oh, wow. Or some um, things you want to see. And it doesn't just have to be this guy or girl get over. Like, what are some things right. you want to see in 2020? One thing I would really, really, really love to see is for them to stop doing camera cuts. Stop with the fucking camera cuts. Stop changing the angle. <laughs> I love how much you hate punch. Please, for the love of God, stop with the fucking camera cuts. It sucks watching, like, one wrestling show. And then you go to watch Raw, and it's like... Punch, camera cut, kick, camera cut, suplex, camera cut, camera cut, camera cut. It's like, bro, why do y'all do that? I mean, it's a lot It's a lot better because I remember before they used to do yeah. this shit where, like, whenever somebody came out, like, dancing or something, they do that weird around camera shit mm-hmm. where they fucking zoom in and out and go in circles and shit. They don't do that anymore. But you got to stop with that camera cutting shit. I think they do that to kind of, like... Because, you know, obviously they're not really hitting each other. Yeah. So I think they kind of do that to eliminate it looking weird. Like, you know, when yeah. kind of fake punching. I don't want to use the word fake, but I couldn't think of any other analogy. I think that's why they do that. But, bro, stop it. That's that's the only literally the only thing I want to see. Other than that, you guys just keep building, bro. Yeah. Um. So speaking kind of with cameras, I agree the cuts, but. Because uh, I have a couple things. One, I want them to bring. Do you remember they did it in the Thunderdome? So I don't know if they're able to do it because of a live crowd, maybe. But do you remember when they were doing the 8K during the entrances? And it was just focusing more on the performer when they were coming oh, out. Yeah, with, yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the Roman. Yeah. Even Alexa yeah. Bliss had it. Bianca. Like, I'd love to see them bring that back. I don't know if that's because, like, there was no crowd. So it's easier to do. I don't know. the. I'm, as I'm very open as you know, 30 years old, but I'm not good with technology when it comes to like knowing, I should say knowing things like that. Um, but, uh, definitely don't want Vince to come back, which I don't think will, but, um, I want to see, I want the tag team division to get better because you could tell they're doing it more with the world (laughs) titles, both men's and women's, you know what I mean? We're getting more competitors, they revive. I think Triple H revitalized the IC in the U.S. title a good bit. You know what I mean? Could maybe get a little better, but you can't really complain where it's at now from where. Like, think about it. Neither of those were defended at Mania. I think this year right. they will. Yeah. I want to see the tag division because it's I very obvious. Yeah, I think like we said, you got Sammy and KO, right? But I don't want to see the Usos take it right back. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? think like, honestly, they're gonna. That's gonna be a thing next year because I'm hearing rumors that uh, they're gonna reunite DIY. So you know they're gonna whenever they bring Tommaso Ciampa back, they're gonna team him up with Gargano. And if they do that, man, I know those guys are young, but they will. I mean, they know how to wrestle, and yes. they will be able to have really good matches with a lot of people, man. And then. And this kind of, we can end it after this because they'll start us with next week's company. Rumor is in April, FTR's deal's up. Mm. What do you, where do you, 
and people are saying they're starting to drop belts for a reason. I yeah, it's it's, it's weird, man. I don't, man. Care where I don't they know go because they're phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because if you look at something, if you look at somebody like the the Good Brothers, the I'm sorry, the OC, as yeah. they're fucking called in WWE, they're not doing anything for me. Nothing. Yeah, they were and one I, I wasn't that yeah. And I wasn't exactly like over the moon for them in when they were in AEW anyway. I didn't mind them, but I didn't. I wasn't like exactly sitting here going, "Wow, that match was amazing." I, I never felt that yeah. way. Yeah. So it's cool that they're with AJ and they're doing this thing, but they they don't do anything for me. So I'm not saying FTR is gonna do that same thing because you know FTR is great, but they have to have people to fucking feud with. If they're gonna come and feud with the Usos, great. After that's over, then what? What are you gonna do with FTR? You're gonna just have them backstage, fucking yeah. in the shower again, shaving each other's backs and all that. I forgot about that. That was with the Usos. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking so dumb, shaving but... each other's backs and that shit was so yeah. stupid, bro. That's a Vince thing, but still, yeah. Like you yeah, gotta my... have a plan in place to to bring them back. Yeah, and it's, that's it's not a one off. And that's exactly how I feel because they proved when they got released, when they requested their release and got it phenomenal tag team they were before in nxt only reason i wouldn't mind if they came back is hey let's give these dudes a real shot you know what i mean um because they won both raw smackdown nxt tag titles kind of as like not as a joke but like with vince booking them you know what i mean but i'm all about seeing people jump ship to either side because it's something new but i kind of rather them stay you know, unless you got, like you said, a thousand, you got that plan in place. But I, the only reason I wouldn't mind them staying is because they've been killing it. You know yeah, what I mean? Just like, do you, do the you only reason I mention them is because their contract comes up conveniently well, around yeah, Mania of time. Course. And, it, and it yeah. is an option because they will get money thrown at them. I'm sure they fucking will. And it was probably going to be hard to turn down, you know, half a fucking million dollars. So I'm not going to be mad at them if they come back. But, bro, it's like we just saw... My overall match of the year that they had, they had that match with the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. That's Phenomenal. my match of the year. Like, just if you ask me, overall wrestling, that's my match of the year. Um, so you see things like that, and you see them going to New Japan, and you see them going to fucking AAA, and it's like, okay, do you guys not want to do that anymore? You want to wrestle the same three guys every week on WWE? Like, I don't. I would think that they'd want the variety that they're getting from where they're at now. But again, I'm not in anybody's pockets. I don't know how things work. I don't know if they're happy or not. You know, it's all, it, it's all depends on what they want. So if they go back, I won't be mad. I'll just be like, damn, after they're done with the Usos, then what? <laughs> yeah. Cause right now, are they just not just, are they the AAA and IWGP? Yeah. Cause they lost ring of honor. So yeah. Let me ask you, because they're fighting at Wrestle Kingdom. So you think if they drop the titles there, that's a good sign they're probably bouncing? That I What I believe. Or do you think that could just be the end of their phenomenal titles reigns? I believe, see, this tricky because it, it's like, I kind of feel like they're setting them up to be back in the AEW tag title picture by having them Which drop I'm all, all these other belts. But they already were champions, and I know you don't want to take the belts off the acclaimed, but at some point they're going to lose. I mean, they're not going to have the belts forever. So who better to lose to than FTR? 
You know what I mean? The Bucks yep. are busy doing their thing, and there's really no other tag team right now that I can see that's ready to step up to that claim and to beat them besides FTR. So I think they're kind of setting yeah. them up to get rid of the other belts so they could be AEW tag team champions, I think. Or at least I hope that's what Tony's doing. Which I'm about. Yeah, yeah. all about that. You know what I mean? All about. It's just that's where the rumors are going to speculate, though. Right. You know? Yeah. So, so that's the business we live in. in. We always manage to mix AEW in, even when it's not supposed to be there. Ain't, ain't that some shit? Because we love the wrestles. We love the wrestles. Um, yeah, so I think that's all we we really got. Um, before I'll let my man Lou close it out, I'll go kind of first today. So thank you all for listening for the past hour and 36 minutes and seven seconds and continuing. So I'm going to let my boy finish it today. But make sure you listen next week. As we dive into the AEW side of the house, and then at the end, also give just overall thoughts on everything. Um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Anicelli. Most importantly, though, you got to follow the show on Twitter at Wrestling B Trash, Instagram at Wrestling Is Trash, and YouTube at Wrestling Is Trash. I just want to say thank you, but I want to let my boy close it today. So, Lou, where can they find you, and where can we find this video in the future? Yes, sir. You already know Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast, co-host of Wrestling is Trash. You guys, what you need to do is to find us on YouTube. It's very important that you do that. You go to Wrestling is Trash, type it in on YouTube. Any video you see, start clicking on them. Click like, click share, share it to your Twitters and to all your friends and your homies, because uh, that's something that we're working on. We're doing shorts. We're throwing up shorts for you guys on episodes. We're doing unboxings. Uh, there may be more titles coming down the line that we may or may not know about. Um, if you can go to the Everything Podcast on Instagram and hit the drum IO link in the bio, from there you'll get everything in in, in pertains to my personal show and my shit. So um, we would love it if you do that. And the support that we are currently getting, because we got some, bro, we're getting some views, dog. <laughs> Views are doubling and our subscribers are doubling. We're getting (laughs) views in the triple digits. Some of these shorts are blowing up. And uh, your IWGP reigning champion here, the fake one, loves and appreciates all of you and hopes to uh, keep pumping on more content for you. So with that being said, we are the Trash Boys and we out.